Hello and welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by Gridiron fans. And you are listening to the Week 15 Review Crew. And what a pod we've got lined up for you. It was another incredible week of NFL football. Some absolutely fantastic matches for us to chew the fat over. So let's get stuck right in. Joining me in the pod tonight, we've got three gentlemen that are all definitely listed as questionable on Santa's Nice List. I've got uh, our two Patriots fans, two resident Pats, we've got Danny and Scud, and joining us all the way over from Canada, I've got Stu wearing his Christmas jumper and looking very festive. How we doing, boys? I'm not bad, good? mate. Loaded with the cold, but what's not to love about after that weekend, so... Happy power through soldiering on like that's a champion. It. That's what I like to see. You've got Rudolph's, you've got Rudolph's red nose. You're just getting into the festive spirit, mate. I was done by 17 points on Sunday, and I've come back to the victory tonight. <laughs> so I'm well up for it. <laughs> Fantastic. How are you, Skubdick? How you doing? Yeah, I'm no, I'm great, bud. Great, glad to be here. But just kind of wait to get finished up for Christmas now. But I was looking forward to tonight. But I think you're a wee bit generous with calling us all gentlemen, mate. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> that's that's I'm just I'm just glad to be back. It's good good to see your good to see your happy smiling faces. It's been a while since I've been on the pod, but it's good good to chat to you again and say picked picked a good week to be back as a as a Vikes fan, as a football fan. Definitely a, a good pod to be on to chat about. Um, I, I must admit, I was I was dreading it um, at half time. Uh, when I was watching the score, um, <laughs> a slight, slight confession to make. Um, I missed the first half of the Vikes game. Um, I was I was out on Saturday. It was my it was my good lady wife's birthday on Saturday. Took her out for dinner, made all the plans and everything else. And it wasn't until I was checking when the Vikes were actually playing and saw, oh man, it's six o'clock on Saturday. Nightmare. I see you check behind you just in case she was behind you listening. I, I said just in case. Did you hear that? Hey, Spodger, 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 Ken, what? Like, uh, you, you actually owe her big style because um, it's probably her good luck. We've been out for dinner. You missed that first half where uh, the Vikings were making a bit of a Doug's dinner of it. And then they came back and had the full roast turkey performance to come back all the way from behind oh, and uh, just absolutely smash the Colts. Tell me about it. Spoilers, about come it. on. We might actually get into that game. <laughs> well, everybody it, knows if they it was your fault, it was, it was always going to be the first game we were going to talk about. I mean, to say, what, what a weekend of football. Like, in, in terms of drama, dramatic comebacks, um, yeah, we've, we've got to start with the Colts fights. But it was everything, though. It was just it, a brilliant man. weekend of sport. I started Saturday right. afternoon sitting watching the Celtic game. An 87th minute winner, straight into three back-to-back games. I sat up to quarter to five in the morning watching every single setting of it. Then bang, World Cup final and Sunday, run right through that and right into the games. It was just, what a weekend, a sport, wasn't it? It was absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Pity didn't it in at nine o'clock. Shut up. We made a deal. We were we've made a deal before this podcast. Uh, just so everybody knows, we were not going to mention a certain event that happened towards the end of a certain game involving a certain team that two of the panel members support tonight, because uh, that that just added to the absolute chaos of the weekend for me. But uh, I said we wouldn't mention it. But that Pat's uh, game, the the final play 
What were they thinking? That's all I can say. What was going on? They weren't thinking that was a fucking problem. It was hilarious. Right, if, if we're going thought, to just tackle it then now, right, let's just get it over and done with it. Are we just going to rip the Chandler Jones band-aid off? We're just going to do it. We're just going to... Stupid, right? I've never seen a <laughs> ridiculous decision like that in my life. But it just sums up this entire pass team. Just poorly damn coached. That's it. Everybody knows. Just get down. Right, okay, the ref screwed us the play before. He was out, right? Everybody's seen it. Twitter went off one, right? But the officiating all bloody weekend was awful, right? I'm sure we'll get to that with a few of the decisions and the games coming up and all. But what the hell gets through your mind? Even Ramondre Stevenson, even first of all, why is he even throwing a lateral to Jacoby Myers? Myers, what are you doing? Just get down. Take it to overtime. Losing overtime because that's probably what you're going to end up doing anyway. But no, it just sums up this entire Pats team. Just a shit show start to finish. Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, get rid of them. Actually getting an offensive coordinator, getting a QB coach, getting an offensive line coach. The whole lot is just shit show start to finish. Pre, uh, pre-snap penalties, absolute killing us constantly. Just the whole lot, rip it up, scrap it. We're not going to win another game this year. Right, that was our probably our chance. We might have been able to scrape one through. But to be honest, I don't want to see them in. I love my pats, right? You can see what's behind me and in this fucking room, right? Love my pats. I've got a wee pats Christmas tree up. Love it. But they are absolute honking to watch. And it's about time Robert Kraft did something. No saying get ready, Bill, but just Bill maybe need a wee slap in your hole, told them, right, stop being, you know, think you're Billy Big Boss here. Actually, stop being arrogant about it, getting a proper offensive coordinator. If it's Bill O'Brien, again, get him in for Alabama or wherever it might be, let's get in a proper coaching team, give Mike Jones the actual weapons he needs yep. to succeed. I, th- I think there's a wee bit of the kind of, I think there's a wee bit of the kind of old pals act a wee bit with bringing like Patricia back in the first place, like when it comes to like the staffing and the Patriots. I mean, if oh, you're Bill Belichick, after, after looking at the, the past few games, it's not working. It hasn't worked. He's come back. It's, yeah, like you've said, the coaching's not been good enough. It's plain to see. Um, you you would think if you're Bill Belichick, you, you will be getting a word in your ear. Like Mister Kraft's going to be saying, "Come on, like we need we need to something has to change." I would here. like, Smudger, I would like to hear Danny and Scud's opinions on Mac Jones as a quarterback because I have one ready just to see. Like, do you think Mac Jones is part of the problem, or I mean, Danny, you just said coaching give Mac Jones the weapons he needs. So, Scud, what is your uh, what's your opinion on Mike Jones? I'm the same. Next year's make a break for the guy, to be honest. So, why not give him a chance to succeed? Um, if you're not going to give him the chance, you, you'll never know what you could have had there. I still think he's got the potential to be a starter could be in the league, yes. But you need to give him the coaching. He's a, the first good... Last year was a great year for a rookie. This year's been a shit show start to finish. He's no, he's a guy who don't even know what they're doing on offense, trying to tell him what to do, call him plays. So you need to give him next year because that's when we'll know if we stick with stick or twist. Personally, yeah, that's true. You can you can have tremendous that's... tremendous quarterbacks, you know, like first round pick quarterbacks that have that have come into the league, and if they're paired up with a poor offensive coordinator, paired up with you know poor coaching. That they are going to struggle. You've you've seen guys yeah. look, look at look at Lawrence like he was he's kind of example of that. Look at the difference mm-hmm. in how he's been playing this year compared to when he was being coached last year. You know, jo- Jones yeah. is in a similar situation. You can, you can yep. see how frustrated he's getting. Um, obviously, it is really getting to him. But if you know, 
if you're a quarterback and you, you've got somebody in your ear telling you this is how we want you to set up, this is how you want to play, you know, you don't want to get a reputation for just not following orders either, not following the playbook. So, yeah, some somebody's got to take take the heat for it at the end of the day. Um, and, and the way the way that it's looking at the moment, you, you've got to be say looking at the coaching staff. Aye. See, that's, that's interesting. Cause I, I thought um, I was going to throw a hand grenade in there and uh, we would end up with an argument, but I think we're actually all completely on the same page because I, I, I feel like Matt Jones is actually a decent quarterback last year. was absolutely fantastic. Sure, he's no flashy like Mahomes or anybody like that, but like, or Hearts even. But I think you're right on the Lawrence thing. I would say that Matt Jones is basically living the inverse experience of Trevor Lawrence. Just from the coaching perspective, like look at the absolute crap show that the Jaguars, as we say over here, the Jaguars, Jaguars, um, were, Jaguars uh, were living You've last changed, year. Man. You've changed, You wouldn't get away with I've saying that down the Ayrshire. <laughs> A Jaguar. Anyway, uh, <laughs> crap show that Urban Meyer had them kind of running or whatever last year or not running. Now, Trevor Lawrence... You know, this season, I know he's had his ups and downs too, but over the last few weeks especially, he's he's kind of came into his own and he looks fantastic now. He looks like a number one pick. And for Mac Jones, to me, I think he's just living that inverse. And uh, if you gave him proper play calling even, I don't even know if they really need that many other weapons. They just need guys to be healthy and no stupidity anymore. From what, They need Matt Patricia gone more than anything. That's my thing, so... Yeah, yeah. Poor Matt Jones. I, yeah. I believe in him, though. I think he'll be good for the Pats next season. So Matt's why not fall, get a better draft pick, and you know, use that one some help. He's not going to win your game, Matt Jones, but he's not going to lose your games either. You know, if you give him the weapons, the proper play calling, proper coaching, you will win games. He's not a Justin Fields. He's not a Mahomes. He's not a Hurts. He's not going to pick up the ball and go and scamper for you know, two hundred odd yards a game, but just. Good pocket passer. He'll keep the chains moving. Makes good decisions, but you can tell he's got no faith in the line. He's got no faith in the play call, and he's not really got faith in a lot of the receivers either. You know what they've done with John o. Smith, Hunter Henry this year? Who knows? They're barely even featured. Aglehorst will get his drops in there. Myers has been pretty serviceable. He's been good. Mondre Stevens been a, an absolute monster. He's been great, but yeah, it just needs ripped up. Start again. We'll see what next season brings. Right. Let's go into actual shall, proper real shall. football. <laughs> right, we've done it. Okay, the we band-aid's it, off. We got we've got the rant out of the road. <clears throat> okay. <That> was <clears throat> Thanks, guys, for listening. You'll have, you'll have to excuse my voice, boys. I'm, I've got a bit of a croaky throat, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We're soldiering on. <clears throat> we'll take that two E's down now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, absolutely. Right, boys, fights against Colts. Like we were talking about a, a comeback for the ages, the biggest comeback in the history of the NFL. As, as I was saying in the WhatsApp chat, a comeback that Pato Banton would be proud of. It was it was unbelievable. It was just I I, I came back, say we're out for dinner, missed the first half, probably a good thing, probably would have broken the telly. Came back and then thought, right, I'll stick it, stick the game on. Like, you know, just see what happens. And just, you know, slowly but surely. It, 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 the whole thing just flipped in its head, and it was it was bizarre to to watch because it, at first it was this kind of no, we can't we can't possibly get back into this game. It's not going to happen. And and the the chat, you know, like you know, we're WhatsApping away to each other and going, ah, yeah, the Vikes, you know, start to make a game here. At least at least the third quarter starting to get a wee bit interesting. And then early in the fourth, you know, everyone's kind of going, 
no, they could surely no, we can't we can't do this. We cannot possibly get back into this. Um, and then I just I, I started going absolutely mental. See, see when Dalvin Cook he's he's rushing touchdown what? with his he's getting like pushed over the line, like everybody's going with him. It, it was just like at that point you were like, we're actually going to do this. We're actually going to come back and 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 beat the Colts. And and we could have done it in regulation as well. And that's like what you were saying earlier on, Danny, about absolutely shocking decisions made by the referees poor officiating like the, the refs had an absolute shocker in this one as well um, there was two two bad there, calls there was two there was the one there was one with Michael Pittman he, get, he, he stopped behind the line and he, he, fumble, he, yeah. he, get, he get the ball taken from him returned it back for a fumble recovery and that would have made it I think 23-6 at that point yeah. Um, I was briefly, I was briefly really whistled, so gets, gets, that, gets absolutely um, killed at that point. Briefly celebrating like crazy when that happened, Smudger, because I had the Vikings D. Uh, <laughs> I thought, again, I'm really going to be piling on Pat now. Um, but <laughs> then the ref took it back, and I'm like, no, that was a I know, and then and then and then worst like to say, what worst to come was say the se- second half. You, you saw um, Janin Sullivan, and he was just like on the sideline, absolutely raging at the at the second one. Because I mean that that was the more important one. You know, that's you know, there's still like four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Scoops it up from the from the fumble, takes it to the house for a touchdown. I'm absolutely going mental on the sideline, going, you know, we've we're, we're gonna come back and win this game. And then again gets called back. So that's that's two touchdowns that have got taken away. You know, please blown dead. And that was the trouble. They got they got the call right. You got the turnover, but they just blew through too Aye, prematurely, yeah. Yep. You know, wait till the play Aye. runs out. Go back and have a look at it. But again, yep. the refs had an absolute shocker this week. I thought Aye. they had all of the big screens. You saw like the whole stadium's looking at it and just like see the booze and everything just around the stadium because everybody like, you know, they, they knew what was going on. Um, I say, I just could, couldn't believe looking at home. You know, thinking like they were just doing everything possible to. You know, to stop us from getting points, and okay, it can add to the drama in the end because then obviously it goes goes to overtime, um, and and you you've got this kind of nail biting finish, and and eventually I would get you know get the field goal and win the game, but like we we could have come back and won it and say in regulation we should have really, done. I was really home. I was going in the safety, see how in the final I was down and like on the hard line or something. Like that. I was like, please finish in a safety. That that's the only way this game should end. Aye. Not to be, but still yeah. dramatic enough. So I would say, I would say for a Vic, a Vic's point, um, the amount of fear in the group chat when it seemed to be heading towards a Viking field goal. Player Walsh, the ghost of Christmas past, the old favourite, oh. <laughs> brought up. And <laughs> we thought Vikings and kickers sometimes it doesn't go right. But Ken, what uh, the man you've got, uh, the new. Um, Joseph, well, Joseph, Joseph. Uh, yep. he's been solid. He's won you a few games this year. Or he's, nice. you know, he's set yeah, he's up been, moments and he's done he's it. Been so. Absolutely, I think he only had one field goal, and that was for the win. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, you know, when they beat the Bills, didn't you get the one field goal then as well? Yep. But, yeah, yeah, so in the playoffs, so whatever. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, I, I honestly. See, at, at half time, I was let's say I was coming home and I was absolutely raging to myself. And I'm thinking, you know, that's it. We've 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 been found out as the the frauds that everyone claims that we are. 
you know, thinking, you know, I hadn't hadn't seen it. So watched watched it back and just, you know, everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong in the first half. Not, nothing was clicking, you know, just mistakes all over, you know, losing the football. Um, and then, as I say, everything that we did wrong in the first half, the Colts, not, not only the players on the field that made the wrong calls, like Jeff Saturday made some really, like, bad calls as well. There was there was a few where, you know, he, he would go for it in fourth downs and we ended up, you know, when it getting back to football. There was that one where you look at Matt Ryan and then it's basically it's, his forward momentum kind of gets stopped and then he kind of falls down and like it was kind of one of those ones where it's like, never... <laughs> he, he did, but he didn't, you know. Um, but was... all these kind of fine margins, but this, the, you know, again, the decision to go for it, you know, you, you've got to put that down to him as well. But there was, there was other ones as well. Um, and I mean, I mean, Matt I thought, Ryan, like we've, I thought they goodies. just lost their composure in the second half. They just looked like they were now a well-coached team. You know, yeah. him roughing the passers, DPI calls, pre-snap penalties, fail fourth and one sneak that you're talking about there. And then even late in, was it the Q4 interception? Uh, I forget who intercepted, sorry. It was uh, Kirk Cousins threw it deep. It was nowhere. It was a horrible pass. Hmm. Uh, intercepted. And they went three and out, just punt away. You know, there was just a, there was just nothing. They just never get going. And that's exactly what the Vikings were doing in the first half. But it was at the end of it, was just sloppy execution. The the field fake punt, the cook fumble that was uh, lost. The, the... Baker just stopped him halfway through a route. <laughs> oh, that, that was the one. That was the one I was meaning. I, My uh, was towards the end in the fourth, yep. Yeah. Uh, there was the block punt. There was return yep. for a touchdown. Aye. There was a fumble by Cook. The field fourth and one. You know, the pick six. Jesus, oh, just a complete mess of a first half. It was half. a total disaster. I, I, I had to refresh my phone. I actually couldn't believe it. I was like, no, that's not right. Like, <laughs> 33 nothing at half time. Like, you're actually having a lamb refreshing. I was like, no, still says 33 nothing. Still says 33 nothing. What's going on here? Ken, what though? Like, I know, I know some people are maybe still saying the, the Vikings are frauds, and whether they are or not, um, they are. I have to, <laughs> they are. I have to, I have to oh, say though, are, like, you shut it right. I give them, I give them a huge amount of respect for being able to go in at half time, take a breath, turn right. things around, and come back out and do what they did. Even going against the refereeing decisions, and you know, going yeah. against mistakes. And guys like Cook, uh, who'd made, you know, he'd fumbled in the first half. Cousins, or Thuggins, whatever you want to call him, like, you know, throwing picks and things. Rager, he stopped up. All those guys in the, you know, in the second half, they all had moments where they did things to make the game, or, you know, to take the game for Minnesota. And one thing I got pointed out uh, the other day to you, Smudger, one of the most hilarious things to me during the game was just that Kirk Cousins thing, where he always seems to do things the most difficult way he possibly can. Where when they went for the two point conversion, where Aye. the step the first cook fakes blocking, and then when he realizes like, oh yeah, I'm just going to go, so he peels off to the right, and there's nobody with him, and you know Cousins had like a, he looks at him, has a clear line of visions to him, yeah, like nobody's there. He could have just tossed the ball to him and he could he would have walked into the end zone. What does he do instead? He then looks straight ahead and he threads the eye of the needle to get it to Hawkinson. He hits him right in the numbers, like the only place that he could have hit him and uh, he would have made the catch yeah. for the XP. There's like two guys coming up in there. I'm sitting going, Well, thank you know, for the Vikings fans, thank Jeebus he did it. Make <laughs> <laughs> the play there, but like he could have just tossed it to Cook and they would have walked in, that kind of thing. But 
that, that's what I couldn't Maybe get in this game though. It was Kirk Cousins was I thought he I thought he was awful, but then you look at his numbers, what was he? 34 or 54, 460, Aye. four touchdowns, two interceptions. Like how? No, he was okay. awful in the first half, and then the second half it was like Aye. MVP. Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 did see, yeah, I didn't didn't break it down to like what yeah, what was his second half like statistics versus his first I'd love to see the difference, you know, like how, how many of those incomplete passes were in the first half compared to the second, well, blah blah blah. But yeah. Well, but even tried to. Five, sorry, sorry, Stu. He was on minus five fantasy points for me <laughs> in the leagues. And I was playing studs, and I thought, oh, I'm going to get absolutely hammered here. And that was at half time. He went in at minus five, and then he finished the game with 33 points, something overall. So just shows you how <laughs> like the difference in turnaround. So he must have been like, what, three interceptions or something in the first half, bunch of sacks. Like. <laughs> Uh, was was not as just for the place, but, but again, yeah. it was even weird decisions on the second half when he was. I think these were four four fifteen at one point. Kind of come mm. back and he tries like a sort of bootleg scramble thing. It's like don't yeah, you're Kirk Cousins, man. You're, you're no Jalen Hurts here. You you know <laughs> you're no Lamar. Throw the damn ball. You're not getting fifteen yards anywhere. Not in front of you know with that defensive line. Uh, but no, I, I think it was a. I I loved watching uh, Osborne. Thought he was absolutely brilliant this game. He was oh. tremendous. KG Osborne had an, an absolutely brilliant game. T- ten reception, one hundred and fifty-seven yards. Like you know, led, led the team in receptions. Um, you know, all, all up until now, everyone's you know raved about. Scotty, you're shaking your head. Definitely yeah, twelve. He ten. Ah, <gasps> he did. Well, I take it. You led him in yards. Yes, you're right. Led in yards. Led in yards. Anyway. No, he had, a, he had a great game. He had a fantastic game. And um, yeah. I liked his really fight, though. For him. Mm-hmm. It was him fighting yeah. for yards after the catch. You know, every time he got the ball, he wasn't just going down. Every single yard, he was fighting for it. He was breaking tackles. You know, Thielen seems to be edging towards the exit door there. And like, mm. he's shown himself to be a really good wide receiver, too. If not a wide receiver, one, he could potentially be. But obviously, when you've got JJ there. Yeah, that's, but that, that's case, one of the you know? positives as well. There's four four touchdowns, four different players. You know, they're still, you know, he's Dylan still, you know, he's a great wide receiver, still capable. But like you say, he's he's not getting any younger either. But uh, no, I was say no, please for Osborne, great great game. But spe- speaking of like say people that you've got maybe maybe feel for, I don't know. You'll get I'll get your thoughts. So we, we've got to talk about Matt Ryan. We've got to talk about poor poor Matty Ice a wee bit. I mean, I think. I think this man's probably going to need some therapy, uh, having been the QB of a Falcons team that blew a 28-3 lead against the Patriots. We were there. What was that? The Can you see that again? Do, do you remember, Danny? It was it was the Patriots in, in the Super Bowl. That's the one, right? That, okay, that's cheered that, me up. Do you remember? That's, that's the one. That's, that's the cheered one. me up again, right? Yeah. We'll not mention what happened at halftime. We'll, we'll, we'll not go there. Let's move on. <laughs> but, um, yeah. What was the what was the brilliant? I would say was, we were looking at the WhatsApp earlier on, and we said that this is a really good statistic that we need to uh, that we need to cover about about Matty Ice. Um, yes, weekend, <laughs> yeah. <He's>, like, <laughs> well, what was I going to say? Hold on, I'll look it up. He's, he's yeah, given yeah. up the the largest lead in regular season, yep, Super regular Bowl, season, Super NFC Bowl. Championship, and I think was there was another one. Was it European? Was it, was it the oh, international? Um, international as well. <laughs> yeah. The European game. Aye, <laughs> the aye. European game. In the Champions yeah, League. That's it. He blew, <laughs> that's it. He blew it. Rangers against, uh, Rangers against Liverpool. Aye. 
was a starting goalie. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I think it's worth probably talking about the Colts a wee bit here because look, I was okay. actually impressed with them in the first half. I thought their pre-snap movement was absolutely brilliant. They were getting the, the sort of front seven of the Vikings, you know, just fits. They didn't know where they were going. They were running the ball well, setting up great play action. Pittman was finding that nice soft zone in, be, in behind the, the sort of that first bank in behind there. There was an absolute brilliant contest, I thought, between Gilmore and JJ. It was fascinating the entire game. JJ yeah. had him a couple of times on toast later on. Some of his, his uh, route running is just unbelievable. It's just next level. But I thought they were doing some great stuff. Even their special teams plays. I know we talked about the sort of blocked uh, punt mm-hmm. earlier on. But how many times were they basically their, their starting field position was like almost halfway because the, their kickoff returns were getting pretty much to the halfway line. You know, they were, they were just actually in sync. It was a good mix of play calling. Everybody seemed to know their jobs. My ice had a few dimes in there as well. They actually looked a serviceable team. And then the second half, it sort of stopped all that. They were just sort of became very static. And Do you wonder though, like if it's one, a bit of complacency, like you're going in at halftime 33 points ahead, right? No team's ever come back from it. You talk about like character within a team and people within a locker room that can can lift those around them. Like in in, in the, the interview after the game, like um, they were talking to Kevin O'Connell and he's he's talking about the, the, the and I think it was Cousins actually being interviewed as well. He's talking about the locker room at half time. And I think it was Patrick Peterson like saying we only need five touchdowns. And like he was being serious. He, he wasn't taking the piss. Like he was he was actually saying we like we can do this. Um, I wonder if there was a little bit of that with the Colts. Like they're a brilliant first half, like you say, totally agree, Danny. Like their special teams are brilliant, ate up loads of yards, started in a really good field position, did everything right. Like they, they really um you know took took the game to the Vikings. The Vikings didn't have any answers whatsoever. Um and then I I do wonder if it was just, you know, that's ah, fine, they've scored a touchdown, doesn't matter, we're still gonna win the game. Ah, they've scored another touchdown, doesn't matter, we're still gonna win the game. And there should have been a point where if you're Jeff Saturday, you need to like someone say we need to kill this game, right? We need to just eat the clock here. We need to try, you know, everything we can to kill this game. And that there was just there was poor decisions that he made that ended up giving it giving the Vikings the ball back and giving them more opportunities to, you know, get more points on the board and eventually say took took the game to overtime and, and, and we did eventually win the game. Got a wee bit of good fortune. But I do wonder if there is a little bit of that, you know, bit of complacency there and also, you know, from from Saturday's point of view, you know, he's still still a bit of a novice when it comes to, you know, the kind of coaching side of things. He's, in the, clueless. In the he's not a novice; he's clueless. <laughs> um, <laughs> but see, when you talk about your positioning, that I agree, we got all started good positioning. They only got one touchdown for passing the ball. Yeah. So you do that good field position, but you're doing sweet FA weight. The kicker kept the kicker basically got the lead for them. So, I think he five. Chase McLaughlin had five aye. field goals, didn't he? A couple of long ones in there as well. Aye, 52 of the longest. But it's saying he, for all of that, he got that. And it was just basically, they weren't converting enough of them from that good field position they were getting. was my, the biggest. They could have been, if, if it sounds bad, they could even be further ahead if they were a better team. In the I first guess half. they did lose their best player aye. early in the first quarter. So, you know, that's obviously got to be a bit of a blow for you. But Dion Jackson was running the ball pretty well. But to be honest, I, I just don't think they've got any belief. I don't think it was complacency saying they're going to win. I think 
Vikings scored and they just shot the bed, to be honest. They just knew fine well that we're not a good team. Okay, the, the Vikes are a good team. Well, offensively they are. You know, fine well, you're going up against, you know, probably the best wide receiver in the game. Stu, steady. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're not getting any a chase. Sorry, I, I have here, but, uh... Jefferson is the top wide receiver this year, for sure. I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens over the balance of the career, but yeah, Jefferson's... I told you he's like a slightly better version of Higgins kind of thing. So it's like I, I rate him above Higgins. So <laughs> <laughs> all means he's the best in the league. But no, I, I, th- I thought this was a crying game not to watch. You just couldn't take your eyes off it for the entire game. It was just fascinating start to finish. Again, did they think it was really over at half time? I didn't. Eh? I looked at it. Okay, I thought the Colts probably still were going to win, but I've got absolutely no faith in them to do anything good. No one, they've got no coaching team, nobody actually good situational football. Slow them down has been there. I don't know what his high school career was like Saturday, uh, whether you know he was ever in a position of being 33 and up at half time, but he's obviously not got the experience to see it out. So, but yeah. I don't know. What do you I, think? I thought, I thought at half time, in all honesty, I thought we will make the score respectable, but I did not expect us to win. You know, I was, I was thinking, you know, second half. We could definitely, you know, we're capable of putting up, you know, 21 points, you know, let's say, make it a respectable score. I did not think that we would come back in the way that we did and win the game, but obviously delighted we did. But great, great start to a Saturday night, though, wasn't it? Did you see the wee oh, young brilliant. Vikings fan tap yep. off? A lot like Brian, what does that mean? Seriously. <laughs> I just thought he meant a little bit Brian, just full stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other one. Did, did, you, did, did you hear when uh, Kirk Cousins uh, hiked the ball and his total voice cracked? Yes. <laughs> yes. He sounded like a 13 year old. <laughs> I did. Like the commentator movie. picks up on it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just really funny. That was brilliant. I was like, oh, <laughs> just as he snaps it. Are you right. worried, Smudger? Before we move on, are you worried okay, as yeah. a Vikings fan the fact that you can actually get yourself in that position? I'm, I'm just, I'm setting myself up for for the fall that that I know will inevitably come as a Vikings fan. It's going to happen. Like we've, you know, we've clinched the NFC North. We're going to be in the playoffs. Brilliant, happy days, great season. But. I just I know at some point it's it's all gonna come crashing down like it always does every year. Something's gonna some, something's gonna happen. Whether whether it's gonna be some you know and I hope not, but it's gonna be like somebody gets injured or we're just gonna end up doing what we do. Um, when it comes to playoffs, heartbreak. It's it's what we do best. It's it's why it's why I love this team. You know, I, I just one one of these days, maybe maybe everything will click. But I I, I do I do think I'm gonna yeah, gonna get my heart broken in the playoffs. But you never know, mate. You just never know. Never maybe, know. Maybe this year. Maybe this, this year. year. Could get my get my cuck thuggins on at the Super Bowl. We'll just Shane we'll gets his tattoo. That's what he said. That's what he said. Well. I know we've already got um, we've got Murdo committed to his full bag tattoo from an earlier pod as well. So, <laughs> right, if you're paying for it, I'll get a tattoo you want. Cool. We'll put a poll on Twitter. We'll do that later. What? What? <laughs> we'll get. We'll do a Twitter. We'll do. A, we'll do a GoFundMe. Right. I've got <laughs> a big back. Watch Twitter poll getting absolutely swarmed by bots. Though are you, are you actually? <laughs> 
by the poll or are you going to do a Musk? What's the... <laughs> I'm thinking a joint thing where like Eli Manning meets Alfredo Morelos or something like that. Right in your back, <laughs> <God>. right? <laughs> fumble, get the butt fumble. Oh, a butt fumble, full back On your arse. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that would be impressive. Right. Okay, Scott, Scott's butt fumble anyway, tattoo. <laughs> Get the GoFundMe on after this, right? right uh, Bills, Bills against on. Dolphins. Let's let's move on. Moving on from one crack to another arse crack of the world, <laughs> Buffalo. Indeed. No offense, Bills fan. No, what do we what do we make of this one? The, jo- the Josh Allen experience rolls on. He, he had another brilliant game. Um, uh, we got a snow game eventually. You know, the, the past past few weeks we've we've wanted uh we've wanted a snow game for the Bills and uh it's been like wet weather where you can't even see somebody, you know, stood in it like se- seven, eight foot of snow. But uh, that was really, really good game. Um I th- I don't think in my opinion, and you know, you can feel free to disagree with me, I don't think we learned anything new about the Bills or the Dolphins in this game. We knew that this was gonna be an entertaining game, which it was. Um we thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a close game, which it was. Um, the players that we thought were going to stand out on both sides had, you know, had had really good performances. Uh, Bills clinched their spot in the postseason, got the fifth win in a row. Dolphins third straight defeat in the bounce. Um, yeah, I, I think the Dolphins are a better team than that. You know, certainly the the, the talent that they've got there, and, and and they all stood out. You know, Waddle had a good game. Hill had a good game. Tua as well. I don't, I don't think I don't think anyone played particularly bad in that game. Um, and Mostert, as we were talking about before the pod, had had a really good game. Um, kind of picking up the slack in the in the in the RB role with uh, with Jeff been out. So, what what did you boys make of it? I think uh, the big big takeaway for me, um, I guess, on the negative side for the Bills, was that they're definitely a bit more vulnerable to the run. Um, obviously, Mostert's a really good running back, so that helps. And the Dolphins, now that they have those two running backs, they have a decent run game. But I think that's maybe one thing to watch for in the playoffs when the Bills get in there is can you get at them by running the ball? So we'll see who they end up facing off against. Uh, but apart from that, yeah, um, Dolphins, I actually thought that they were, you know, getting into the fourth quarter, I thought they looked like they had a good chance at winning the game. Yep. If they'd managed to punch in that touchdown, Instead of, you know, basically, as soon as they couldn't score that touchdown in the fourth quarter, I knew we know what's just about to happen. You know, the snow started coming down, and it just seemed to be that as soon as those snowflakes started hitting the Buffalo field, Mm. all of a sudden changed. I don't know what it was. It was just the Bills all of a sudden, they looked kind of dormant for most of the second half to me because I thought, like, oh, all the momentum's with two and the Dolphins. They're doing what they need to do. They're not making stupid calls. And then all of a sudden, snow comes down. And then Josh Allen just decides, I'm just going to start punching it up the middle. I'll run it myself if I have to. I'll throw it up the <laughs> middle. And then they just launched themselves right up the field and then ended up taking the win. Kind of thing. So it's like, uh, to me, I think for the Bills on the positive side, it showed that even when they look like they're kind of, I don't know, I, I guess like having a bit more of a lackadaisical game, they hung in there, did what they needed to do. Their defence was a lot knackered, but the offence came back on and they just saved through the Dolphins right at the end there to win so yeah, that was a great game all round though I, I really enjoyed it I agree with you Star. I think the, the Dolphins they had that little patch in the game where you thought 
like they, they could win this. I think it was when when Allen gets the you get the ball punched out of his hand and the, the, the Dolphins right. get the ball back. And it was like at that point you were like, Dolph, Dolphins are going to win this here. Um, but say the, the, the final drive of the game, the 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 field goal that they set up, you know, Allen does does what he does best in that situation. It's just you know. And even after the game, um, I liked what Mike McDaniel said in the in the post match press conference because, like you were talking about, fourth quarter, it's in Buffalo, the snow starts to fall, and you look at the game earlier in the season where the Dolphins won against the Bills, and you know they're in, you're in Miami, you know the weather's nice, and everyone always says, "Oh, Miami, like don't travel well when it's like crappy weather and it's snow and everything else." Um, I don't think the players played like that, you know, and, that, and that's what he said as well. You know, he said the, the players showed up. He says, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blame the the weather for this, and, and you know, full credit for him for doing so." Um, it's not like me when I'm out in the golf course and I'm playing crap, and I'll like frequently blame it on the weather. Um, so Even weather, weather. scorching. That's it. Like like, like the Jaffe Ken mate, we were you know Jaffe Ken, we were all out in the golf course, ideal weather. I was like, ah, but Smudger didn't play well. It was too windy, too windy. <laughs> Definitely the weather's fault. That's that's why I shanked that out of bounds. Blame it, blame it on the weather. <laughs> but um, no, I say no. Really, really good game. Um, I, I don't think I say I don't think the Dolphins are a team that really deserve to be. You know, three losses on the bounce. Um, uh, I, I, really? Yeah, but eh. I don't know. You get what you deserve in this league. At the end of the day. How wasn't he really a factor in this game? He had that one uh one touchdown, I think, uh, was thrown to Hill. I can't really remember him having any other, any other really big plays in this game. He, he the, the cornerback should have chipped him or something like that off the line, but you can't let Cheetah up to full speed. He's just got an absolute roast cheat, and he did. And Tua caught him well throughout there. But then the day, Tua's not been playing that great of late. He's had some nice passes to help, but it was some really sloppy ones as well. And some of them could have been really picked off. Some of them should have been, they should have been picked. They were worldly plays. Mm. Uh, they're obviously get a bit banged up running back. Most of, the, most of the we've said has been, he was absolute superb, hard running. It was outside zones, just struggled really with him. Uh, uh, Buffalo did. And he was always available for a check down. And, you know, and then Ahmed, he came back, the return. He was doing yeah. nowhere. I was like, where'd he come from? Superb. Good to see him again. And so they run the ball well and they were doing that effectively. And Waddle had a good game. He had some nice plays through the middle. But I don't know, I just didn't think Miami looked like that high-powered offence what we've seen of late, because I do think Buffalo have got a wee bit of suspect setting to there. I think they're still mm. trying to get Elam, their first-round draft pick, I think it was, kind of get going, and I think they could have made, they just could have kind of asked a few more questions. Tua did have some nice throws, in, in the snow particularly, there was that big one to Cedric Wilson, an absolute dime, a lovely play, but I don't know, they just it just seems like they're just just not quite there, and but though for a first year with uh, McDaniel's, who sounds like he's stoned half the time. I'm not gonna lie, that boy just. <laughs> I love listening to him, but it just sounds like he should be sitting in a dorm room in some college or something like that, smoking a massive doobie. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Uh, they'll go well. They'll get into the the playoffs, and maybe if they get a nice warm climate or something like that, they'll they'll maybe win a playoff game but I don't see Miami going I still think they need yeah. a wee bit more I'd like to see more for like Bradley Chubb 
you know, defensively. I don't think they were going after Allen enough. They, they, they did well. They put a fair bit of pressure on it. And I know it's hard to kind of track Josh Allen. Because funny, newsflash, Josh Allen is actually really good at football. Who'd have thought it? He's, <laughs> some Shocking. Of, some of his then. plays were absolutely immense. You know, there was that, you know, when the, the touchdown pass to Cook as they went zeros at the end of the first half, just unreal just scrambling out to the right just getting that throw off it was absolutely superb but I thought he made an arse I that's what I'm saying you're like alright just get down leave some time in the clock take three points whatever but not he just keeps going and then there's even like the massive run he had as well and kind of in the fourth quarter I think there was about 10 minutes left or something like that it's just superb to watch but again we were talking about the, the game winning drive that was a six minute drive they went on you yep. need to do better you need to get them off the field again it's easier said than done you can have a spy on Josh Allen and watch him use his legs but how do you bring down a guy who seems like he's about six foot seven or something like that and can run a bit he's so difficult to, it, to try and stop we, is Josh Allen is a fast Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> when he went, when he went for those runs up the middle, and I just kept thinking back to what you were talking about earlier with Kirk Cousins, the ones where he would get like ankle trapped when he when he was like, "Oh, I'm going to take off," and you'd see him lumbering up to speed, and he never ever got there. But you know, Josh Allen, he's he's got some movement on him as well. He's definitely rapid. He's rapidly so big, so he's hard to stop. But uh, what I actually really liked the emergence of is Dawson Knox and the Spills team. You know, if you go, he's just become Mr. Dependable, and he just didn't matter where he was in the field. He's taking big hits, you know, he's kind of reminding me a wee bit of having a Gronk in there, you know, he's, yeah. you know, he's dependable, making big plays, moving the chains, he's taking hits, bouncing off them, getting back up. I thought he was absolutely superb to watch after his somersault touchdown last week, you know, it's, <laughs> Uh, you can really see them going to him, and that's you know you're you're looking to look at the weapons they've got. Singletary, Singletary is running well. They've got Cook in there is productive. Naheem uh, Hines had his first well. touchdown for mm. for them. Cole Beasley's back making a play. He'd a, he'd a reception in there. You know you've got Gabriel Davis in there. You've got uh, Diggs. Not you know they've yeah. just abundance of talent really offensively. So. They're yep. going to be hard to beat, uh, but uh, yeah, I've Alan Depot is clearly better as well. I would say too. Like for that, that's the other thing I'd take away for that game. That's this is the most like Alan for earlier in the season that I've seen yeah. him. Like in passing, like uh, without he wasn't like overthrowing it or anything. As in, no, I don't mean overthrowing people. I just mean overthrowing in terms of quantities. But I mean, what was this? How many attempts did he have in that 40. game? Forty. Forty, okay, did chuck at Hunters then. <laughs> they weren't all big bombs to the back, though. <laughs> but he looked, his arm looks good again. So that that's good news for the Bills heading towards the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it was. But they missed yeah. Von Miller. That's the one. So that, that's where I wonder with them with the run defense, defense. They do. Uh, I, I agree. I agree on Knox, mate. And it, Knox was raving about Allen and he's kind of post-game interview as well, like just saying some of the, the, the ridiculous things that he did. I like that um, they're, they're using James Cook more as well. You know, we, we talked about him earlier on the season as well. They're kind of bringing him more and more into the uh, the plays. And yeah, if they can all they can all stay fit, then, I mean, the Bills are the Bills. Like, at the beginning of the season, uh, you, you would have you would have said, yeah, you know, name your team that's likely going to make it all the way to the, the Super Bowl. And you know, the Bills would certainly be one of them. So... Yeah, it's going to be tough to 
but tough to see worry. past them. If they've got a, a good team, even to take the Bengals to, but they've got a good quarterback with some good wide receivers, are they going to be able to stop them? That's the big thing. And even mm. then, you talk about a running game, they've got teams in the AFC that have got to run the ball well in them as well. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do. No doubt they can put points up, but I don't, I'm not sure they'll be able to stop can a lot stop of them? the good teams stopping putting points up on them either. Yeah, but that's what like that's what like teams like the Chiefs have done for past few seasons as well. It's like it doesn't matter how many points you still score against us, we'll just score more against you. They've only won one Super Bowl. Only got them one Super Bowl. I just yeah. just said exact same time. I mean, I know the studs likes to talk about the Arrowhead Invitational, but um, I don't know. I think the Bills might be a similar situation then, like where defense or defense, whatever you want to say, that's what lets them down when they get there. But offensively, though, all the weapons and uh, definitely got a good quarterback, so anything can happen. Certainly can. Right. Will we we jump on the next one? Third third pick? No. We're missing the most important part of this entire game. Snowballs. Why, the fans? (laughs) That was class, wasn't it? See, delaying the game because some fans were throwing snowballs. Can't grip. It was a, it was a sign up, like basically saying, "Gony, Gony, stop chucking snowballs." Aye, look at the Exit for life. Oh, that I think you guys, I don't know if you guys noticed they didn't stop. See when uh, when Hill scored his, his TD, uh, there was snowballs flying in. And, uh, the same way was it Waddle when he got one later on as well. There was snowballs flying in as well, like. Uh, I was watching it with one of my buddies for the band or whatever over here and uh, he couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> so like, they're never going to get them to stop. It's the Bills. It's the Bills Mafia. Aye. <laughs> and if you're, if you're in a stadium and, and you're told, go to not stop, stop throwing snowballs, you're going to do the opposite. You're, like, you're probably going to... They should have just like no said anything. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, no, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Jags against the Cowboys. This was this was a good one as well. See, we've we've not had a bad one, but um, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags stunned the Dallas Cowboys. Overtime win in Florida. What did we make of this one? I mean, it's, it's an impressive win for you know the, the Jags because Cowboys brilliant team. You know the one of the one of the best defenses in the league. Um, offensively as well, they've they've dropped like some massive points on on loads of opposing teams this season. Um, again. I don't think anyone would be surprised if they if they have a decent run in the in the playoffs. Um, but all credit to the Jags, you know, came back from a seventeen point deficit. Um, and the 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 interesting stat that I was reading the the fact that they've ended an NFL record twenty game streak without a win against NFC teams, which is just ridiculous. Um, twenty games. The last win against an NFC opponent was three years ago. They beat the Giants. Um, but it just, it kind of feels like, like when, when you look at the Giants, and I know we kind of touched on it earlier on when we were talking about Trev and coaching and everything else. Like It, it does seem like Doug Peterson and, and, and the Jags, they are slowly but surely like turning the ship around. You know, the kind of bad old days, the, the, the Urban Meyer season last year seems to be kind of well in the, you know, the rearview mirror. Um you know, they stand a pretty good chance of topping the FC South, you know, because you look at the Titans, they're they're not in a good place at the moment. Uh, is it four four games now they've lost on the bounce? Um and you know, I'm looking at um 
Yeah, the Titans are sitting above them at the moment, but yeah, they've lost the last four games. The Titans are playing the Texans. Now, okay, like the Texans have got a terrible record at the moment, but Texans put in a pretty decent, you know, pretty spirited performance against the Chiefs. I wouldn't be writing them off either. The Chiefs were lucky against the Texans. So Aye, I would... the, the Texans had a good game, so you just think, you know, if the Texans can, can put in that kind of performance against the Titans and, and the Jags continue to do what they're doing, like Trev was absolutely brilliant in this game. He was superb. Um, made some absolutely brilliant throws. He's, he's making fewer and fewer errors. Um, okay, like he, he got the ball knocked out of his hands towards the end of the game. Um, and it looked like at that point the Cowboys maybe might have gone on and won from there. But um trying to remember now. I think they yeah, they got yeah, they punched it out, but they couldn't they couldn't do anything with it. So I think they ended up they they punted and then Lawrence basically did enough from there to get the, the field goal. And it was like it was like a forty which was, to win the game. Which was absolutely shocking for Dallas. They yeah, they get the ball back and they managed to get about twenty seven seconds off the clock and then punt it away. Just aye. Sorry, don't go three and out in those situations. You've got to pick up some yards. That's, that's when you start to close out a game properly. To give them the ball back with a minute left, enough time for Trev to go down and get the game time field goal is just ridiculous. But no, it's... Uh, I don't know. It's, I find these two teams are hard to try and figure out because they can beat MD in their day and they could probably lose to MD in their day. You know, Dallas were just talking about the Texans there. You know, what was it, 24-27? Dallas just managed to beat Houston way last week, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dallas can then put up okay again the Colts, but it was like 54 points or something against the Colts like the week before. The very flaky up and down sort of team. Dak is he really back to where he was again? He's he, he start leans okay, 23 or 30 for two fifty-six, three touchdowns, but again, two interceptions. One of them pretty critical at a critical time of the game, let's face it. Uh but uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I just don't know what to make of Dak. I, I don't know if he's fully fit. I don't know if he's back to where he should be. I think he's I think he's got to be the limiting factor. But the big thing I, would, I took away from this is that the Jags O line only allowed one sack. Trevor Lawrence all game. I don't know. I, I I'm assuming that was correct. I found it online somewhere, and everything I read <laughs> online is fact. True. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but no, and against a Dallas D, absolutely, you know, killing it, Mickey Parsons, you know, everybody, you know, defensive player of the year. If you can keep your quarterback up, right, take the mm-hmm. pressure off, you're always going to win a chance to win the game. But yeah, Lawrence was absolutely superb in this. You know, some of his throws were just absolutely unreal. And it was the, it was that, uh, Zay Jones, he absolutely smoked uh, Joseph, the cornerback, for that uh, long touchdown. Aye. That just Jones gave him. That just gave Jacksonville a total spark. You could just feel everything at that point just lit a fire under their arses. The whole crowd was going. And then bang, straight after, wasn't it long after that, you know, that big uh, run by Agnew after the interception as well. You know, you could just feel a wee bit like the Vikings game. You can just sort of sense something is happening here. The momentum's shifting. And as soon as you get that, you're like, okay, this team can go and do something and then yeah. you think oh, the fuck it you know Trevor's done just one too many things you know you just get too la- relaxed with the ball in his hand punch really we're talking about like a minute and 26 or whatever is left to go you're thinking right okay so close so far but no you, you, you felt for him at that point because he had a brilliant game up until he was doing everything right 
And and again, the, you can't really do much. You, you know, the guy's coming from behind, kind of punches it out. Um, and like I say, he's, you're, you're totally he, right. He's, he's been down. passing. You just Aye, need to down. I, I know, I know. He's, he's, he's passing like it was. It was absolutely spot on. And, and Jones, you know, having three touchdowns in that game, I was, I was looking at the stats. He's only had two all season up to that point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then he gets three in the one game. Um, and then and I say then you've then you've got the dramatic finish at the very end. Um, which is a brilliant wee story in its own right. Um, again, you've got um, Rashawn Jenkins. Every time I see somebody with the surname Jenkins, I have to go Rashawn Jenkins, like Lee, like Lee, like Leroy Nile. Jenkins, Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. Um, but uh, I he he gets the pick six touchdown. But not only was it like it wasn't the first pick six in his NFL career; it was the first like pick six in his entire career. I was like, what a way! to get that, you know, to finish the game in that style. Uh, he must have been absolutely buzzing at the end of it because it was just to say, it's just such a lift for that team. And I say, you, if you're the Jags now, there must be just such a sense of, you know, sense of optimism. I say that yeah. they, they do seem to be, say, turning, turning everything in the right direction. Um, you know, are they, are they going to keep, you know, keep it going? Could they possibly win the AFC South? I, I certainly wouldn't put it past them. Um, yeah, they're running. Who have they got in their last three games? Um, good question. Um, who who have they got? I'll have a wee look and yeah. see. Be able to tell you who the who the Jags have got. Yeah, for the Jaguars, like uh, I'm, I'm quite happy to see them them doing well this year because I, I have a, a lot of affinity for other teams that have uh, cats, big cats is their their name, <laughs> and I fairly they have. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, Stu. Just Jets at Jets at Texans and okay. then home Titans. So, well, there you go. Oh, Continue. Oh, some last game could be pretty big cats. Titans could be, yeah, that could be a decider just depending on how, how things go. So, that could be absolutely massive at the end of the season. Yeah. What a game that yeah. could be. I just, as I was saying, like I I, I've got a lot of, lot of affinity for uh, big cat based teams that have had terrible, hard histories or, uh, Long-suffering fans, so seeing the the Jaguars and the Lions doing well this year, it's kind of it's nice for me as a Bengals fan as well. We're all starting to get into the sun, <laughs> into the sunlight. It comes eventually. I said it earlier on in the season, though, just the difference it makes with actual proper grown-ups and stuff in charge. You know, yeah. Doug Pearson, a proper quarterbacks head coach. We've seen what he done with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz and things like this with the Eagles, just getting proper. Players in, you know, people thought they maybe overspent in players in the, the kind of the preseason. Uh, but no, the double camp, Kirk's making big plays, Zay Jones is making big plays, you know, they're, they're playing well. Evan Ingram had a massive game last week as well, you know, they're, they're all starting to yeah. step up, they're running the ball well. They had, uh, as I say, Agnew oh. run the ball well. I think he was averaging about 17 yards a carry or something like that. And the few that he had, ATNs, obviously a stud. Yeah. Yeah, they got it, and it's not a great division. Was it, was it, was it, um, was it Lawrence and ATM? Were they, were they picks one and two? My, my, in the draft. No, I'm trying to remember. Lawrence was no, pick I, one, and ATM was like thirty first or thirty second or something. Like that. I, I, was I, run, yeah. I, I, I mean, was he like round one, round two? Like, I mean, I, uh, I, no, ATM was a late round one. Oh, was he? Right, okay, I knew he was kind of fairly hot, but um, I mean, see, it's encouraging it's for the Jacksonville. Is basically they've not. I wouldn't say they've got a true number one receiver just now either at the moment. Aye, 
And it shows you what Evan Ingram can do with actually a decent quarterback and a decent team because he didn't he looked like muck in the Giants in his this season. He's basically shown what he can do with a wee bit of encouragement and that somebody you say a grown up running the franchise. Uh, staying healthy is always been a big thing for Ingram, though. You know, he had a kind of when he's I don't know if he's rookie year or his second year, but the big sort of breakout year played well and then just absolute destroy injuries after that. But and yeah, Daniel Jones was still him. Well, that's true. But you've got, but yeah, between Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, Engram, ah, this looking good for them. You know, and the, I was going to say their defense is sort of stem up, but it's not really. They're still giving up somewhere in the average I, I, about four hundred and fifty yard total yards a game. So that's the area to build on. The, their O line has looked a lot better the last four weeks. I would say, although I think I heard uh, is their left tackle just went down. Did that come Ooh. out today? Done for the year. Oh, I I missed that. Oh, right. Obviously, the 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 preview usually are the ones that kind of do more the or they do no. the injury. But let me see. I'm just but, holding that But I guess the last couple of games you look at, you know, that was 503 total yards averaged. Or uh, they they achieved this week against arguably the, the number one defense in the league, or maybe number two behind 49ers. But in 40 points, they put up 428 total yards against the Titans the week before, and 36 points. You know, it's like they're starting to roll, starting to feel themselves a bit here. Mm-hmm. Right, I've got it up. Uh, Cam Robinson, yeah, he's done for the year. Oh, the that's, that's a blow. Right, so, so that's one of them. But I'd much, rather, I'd much rather watch the Jags play in January than watch the Titans. Titans are just get them in the bin, to be honest. They're absolute, they're, they're watching the Patriots. <laughs> well, listen, we've <laughs> we, we've ripped off the Patriots bandit. We've talked, we've talked about you boys' teams. We've, we've talked about, talked about the Vikes. We've covered the three games, but Stu, do you want to like, don't talk about your Bengals very much so far. I mean, I've, I've I, I, I really, I really enjoyed their game. I've got to say, it, it was, it was a really weird kind of game of two halves. It was, it was, it was a nice symmetrical game. There was, there was nice symmetry in it, which I quite liked. Like one yeah. team in the first half, basically didn't score anything, almost put up a donut, and then with less than a minute to play, had to score some points, and they did. You know, first half, it's all Tampa. Everything's clicking. They looked absolutely brilliant. Um, Oh, Godwin been... Evans, everybody oh. in the Bucks, and then <laughs> yeah. and then they say nice wee bit of symmetry. Then the Bucks don't know what happened to them. They became the Tampa Bay Butterfingers. Couldn't hold a football. I have, <laughs> I have, I have two words for you, um, Lou Anarumo. He did it again, a half tight. Like I, I was sitting watching it, and uh. Uh, I never thought like I can. What I was watching the game, and I'm like, okay, we're down seventeen nothing. I'm like, we're getting absolutely shredded here. But on that last drive, all of a sudden I went, it just feels a wee bit. It's one of those things where when, just like we said with those other games earlier, like Bills, right. when the goal started coming down or when the momentum just goes to shift. On that last drive, I only got three points for the field goal, but I felt like something changed offensively and I thought, nah, Joe Burrow looks dialed in now. I'm like, he, he's going for it and things have changed on the offence. And I and then I kind of thought, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go because uh, Pamela was asking me to come up and start, like, can I help me out with the ironing and all that, get the kids ready for school the next day? I'm like, no, I need to watch the rest of this game because I, I believe that things are going to change because Luan are remote halftime in almost every single game. If we've been down, he's found ways to change things and get us back in the game. And it doesn't matter who the personnel are because, yet again, more injuries. Like, Mike Hilton's out and then we lost... Uh, or we lost Hubbard as well. We end up with Alan George coming in to the game. 
And I'm going, like, Alan George. I'm going, like, I don't even know who Alan George is. And I'm like, I'm like so far down the death charts doing it alone. I've never heard of him. So anyway, like one of the big plays for me in the second half was Trey Flowers' interception. And this was all Luana Romo as well, because he's our tight end specialist. You know, he's the tallest weight or tallest DB in the league. Um, six foot three. Whatever. So you stick him on tight ends. So every single time we put him on, we run press coverage. So Luana Romo throws him out. Do we run press coverage? No, we don't. So Tom Brady thinks that's what we're going to do. So he then tries to throw the ball to an area of the field where he thinks he's going to get a nice open seam. And who's there? Trey Flowers jumps up, catches the ball. That's it. There's an interception. And uh, I'll give you my statistic for the week. Statistic is... of the week. There's not too many this weekend because it was all the comebacks and wins and stupid stuff. But there's one for Tom Brady. I thought well, there was two because uh, the one I'm going to give you, though, is this is the first time in Brady's career where he has lost when he was winning by 17 points in a game. First time it's ever happened. And uh, well, because I think how many unanswered points do we have? Was it thirty unanswered points? Like the uh, three, and then we scored a bunch of touchdowns and some kicks. And then I know they got, a, a, you know, they scored a touchdown way on, but yeah. game was done. Point. Um, but the other stat for Brady was I think that's the first time he's ever thrown four interceptions in a match. See, it was all Bill Belichick to start, right? That's all. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, can't take anything away from he's him, but. He still he still loves Tom though. And that shows top of the top of the north, is it? AFC North now. Back to your rightful place. Back to top of the north and uh we play you guys this weekend. We'll see how that goes. Well, that'll be a win for you, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you've, you've got you've got to fancy the Bengals. So. Got to fancy them. Oh, I can't as much as I was sitting sitting at half time going, I oh, were losing 17 3, I actually feel like we could come back and win this. Well, we're on the Cincinnati. <laughs> I feel utterly confident that we're going to hammer the Patriots going into this weekend. I would not be surprised to see us lose, but tell you what, we're on what, what five, five or a six game win streak now? Six game? Something like that. We're rolling, so why not, I guess? Yep, six games you've won. Six in the bounce. Oh, that's championship worthy. Because we've got the Bills the week after that. That could be a nice uh, playoff preview. And then Baltimore's the last week, and uh, Lamar should be back. You're you're the you're the hottest team in the AFC. Um, just looking right. at just looking at NFC N- NFC only. Forty yeah. Niners are on a seven game winning streak. Oh, I even spoke about Big Cock Brock yet. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's a legend. <laughs> but the Lions won again. Uh, so. Again, I really, really hope they make a push for it. Get rid of some of the junk and the dross that's yep. kind of just clinging on to the bottom of the NFC wild card picture. Get rid of them, get the lines in. Let's have a bit of bloody oh, they fun. They are, they are fun. Who would have thought six and one they would have got to seven and seven? Aye. They, they, they are one yeah, of the most entertaining teams to watch. And I, and I really enjoy I, I, I liked your wee bit of French, Danny, in the previous pod. They're magnifique. <laughs> but no, oui. you, you were absolutely spot on though. They're just they're such a fun team. Um and unfortunately they're in they're in my team's division. Um and I I, I think well, you're next... in that division, so you're fine. Wait, we did, line... But I, I do think I'm 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 worried about you know, one, the Lions are, are an improving team. They're a really entertaining team to watch. And I've been interested to see what happens next year. I think teams like the the Bears, okay, 
Bears again. Didn't he? Didn't he win? But did you did you see um did you see the fields cheat codes um touchdown though? One of one of the best things about the weekend was just fields like bobbing, weaving, spinning, like did everything in his like everything in his uh, artillery to try and get the the ball across uh, into the end zone. It's absolutely brilliant to watch. Definitely um, running back. <laughs> I, that's I, it. I I like to I like to kind of bug uh, one of our buddies or Grant like the the resident beer. I like to bug him about Fields, but Fields is a quarterback. Like he's, he is. He's, he's 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 great, but um, yeah, what they build around him is going to be pretty scary. Um, they've, they've, become... got, they've got the picks and they've got the they've got the the money there, so yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see right, what I'd happens. I'd like to bring in one more point about one other game, and I know we've touched on it already, but. Go for a minute. After last week's pod, Studs gave us quite a bit of abuse for our takes on Kansas City. Now, <laughs> we mentioned, said, look, they've got issues. They are struggling a bit here. Should Kansas be worried? And they say he gave us a fair bit of abuse for it. Haters, I think the word was recalling us. Yes, I- yes. Now, Realist. Case case in point this weekend again. You know, they've got big, big issues. Bucker Buck, what's his name? Harrison Bucker. Buck, yeah. This cold. Buck. I'm blaming this cold for my my poor pronunciation. Uh yeah, he's just missing everything left, right, and center the now kicker. Uh they just look so Mahomes is still brilliant, right? I don't think you can take that away from them, but they've got big issues, particularly in defence. Up against you boys, up against the Bills. I think they're on toast, to be honest. I think I'd be worried if I was a Kansas City fan. It should be just pick up, pick up blank and shit, make it, make it happen. Get back Ooh, in the NFL. You're Tom. <laughs> I, I'd agree on that though. I think uh, we're right because the Chiefs, I just don't fancy their defense. I mean, we don't need to run over our points for last week again, but after the Texans game, it still stands. They still have the exact same issues. Now, the Eagles. Let's just talk about that briefly because we touched on uh, Bears Eagles there too. How do we feel about the Eagles after this weekend? The Bears are meant to be a completely rebuilding team that can't do anything right now and are trying to get the best draft pick they can. But yep. they actually have a reasonable game against the the almighty kind of Super Bowl favourites, the Eagles. Yeah, I saw, I, I, I saw Hurts was a wee bit banged up after it. I mean, I don't think it's anything they're going to worry about too much, but Sir Shooter. But no, to be honest, for me though, I think it's just it's the sign of a good team. You you you're not going to blow out every team every week. You know you're going to have some games that you're hit a bump in the road and you do your best to get through them. If it's every single week you're hitting these same bumps, then I'd be more worried. I'd be starting to say, okay, panicking a wee bit here, and that's what the point about Kansas City is that there just seems to be a wee bit of kind of inconsistent play there. Whereas Eagles. They're winning. They're winning different ways. You know, last week it was Miles Sanders running for twelve miles or whatever the hell he ran for, and how many touchdowns. This week I think he barely even ran, and I think he's just stayed in the bench, judging by some of his fancy scores and stuff. So they're, they're finding different ways to win. That's the sign of a good team and a championship team for me. True. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could be that uh, they're they've already won their division. They've already. I mean, they've pretty much won the the NFC, haven't they? As well. So. For the Eagles, it's uh, it's kind of thing of maybe they're sort of hitting the coast into the playoffs and just yeah. try and stay 
can. So there is an element of that too. But still, it was nice to see the Bears making that game. It was more the point for that one for me. Yeah. So you're starting to get to that worrying part of the season. Just when you're talking about teams that have yeah, they've pretty much wrapped up the, the you know wrapped up the division, wrapped up this that and the next thing, and they start you know with the ah we'll just we'll just rest him. And if you're if you're got a fantasy team. You know, big weekends coming up. Whether it's uh, whether it's in our jobby bowl playoffs or whether it's in the championship playoffs, um, you know, we'll, we'll not talk about season-ending injuries too much because I know that Danny's still um, still hurting a wee bit over JT's season-ending injury. But uh, I'm I'm sure he'll do just fine in the jobby bowl semi-finals. Nothing to worry about at all. Scud, I know you've got the trophy ready to go, mate. A bedtime already, lads. Is that bedtime? I'm just. <laughs> hey, what's that, that? what's that, Keith? Time to wrap up. Well said, big man. Right? Hey, well, I will say that's uh, this. I, I won in uh, both of our, our leagues this week, and that's the first time that I've ever won in the good playoffs. I've won in the Jobby Bowl because I've never actually ended up being the last place team. In the playoffs, but every single time I've made it into the good playoffs, which has happened like four or five times since we started doing this, yeah. I have lost in the first. I'm like one and done. One and like done. I just well, I immediately get bounced out by whoever it is. So no yeah, matter what, palm your cherry, mate. Well done. <laughs> I've had a successful season. No matter what happens now, like whoever's playing in the next round can pump me. Uh, <laughs> but here we go. <laughs> I feel much better about the whole fantasy thing now. Yeah. It's, it's nice when you, when you go into the app and it's just like, you don't have a game this week, but I'm just like, you know what? The objective for the season has been completed. I have avoided yep. the jobby. It's, yep. it's not, right, coming my, up, not coming to my house. <laughs> Someone's got beds to go but to. Stay, but stay tuned. Stay tuned for uh, the next pod when we, uh, yeah, we'll preview Danny's jobby bowl semi-final. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting there again. That's the thing. Uh, he's, uh, he's the only multiple winner of the jobby bowl and uh, he's, he's on again for another one. Hey, I've I've been a I've been a multiple uh, trophy winner, two time jobby winner, and and championship winner. Oh, so <laughs> I can't catch those out one of the jobbies. So you... <laughs> there you go. Right. right, boys, I think I think we can wrap it up there. I think we've covered we've covered a few really good games this weekend. Um, if we didn't cover your team, hope your team won. Um, hope your fantasy teams are doing well. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you all on Thursday when the crew are back uh, previewing the weekend's games, Christmas weekend. Can't wait. Um, but say, on behalf of myself, Danny, Scud, and Stu, thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you all later. Cheers. Mm-hmm.